the world is changing super fast. Work is no longer what it was before. But my friends, this is nothing new. I mean, some people are scared of the idea of change because and things won't ever be the same again. And that scares people. Change is scary. Don't get me wrong. It can be scary when things change. But change happens all the time. Hi, this is Kiko Mabilog and you are listening to Workaholic, a podcast that helps professionals escape burnout and experience growth in their careers. Thanks for joining us today. Hey everyone, Kiko Mabilog here. You're listening to Workaholic here with me, Kiko Mabilog. You know, the start of the year hasn't been ideal for many of us. As many of us know, the the COVID situation is uh, get isn't getting any better. We're dealing with a new variant, Omicron. And because of that, many companies are starting to shelter in place once again and going back to virtual work setups, which makes us realize today once again that you know virtual work is in some way or another it's here to stay. Uh, and not only because of the pandemic, but also because actually there are some companies that have decided that even without the Omicron variant, that 2022, they will actually be starting to take on more hybrid work setups, which is what we talked about last week. So if you haven't checked that episode out and you want to understand what hybrid work is, if you haven't heard of it yet before, I talked about why hybrid work is so important and why it's going to be such a big, big, big part of what we are doing right now in the workplace. And so this 2022 and for many other years, I think moving forward, we're actually going to be focusing on, I'm going to be focusing on more content around helping you understand the virtual work setup. You know, what what does it look like for us to embrace the virtual work environment? And so that's actually what I want to talk about today. And for the next couple of weeks, it's really answered this question. Is virtual work the future of work? And my answer to that is a very big resounding yes, I believe. And, uh, you know, there's so much research, so much uh, behavior in the human resource space, in the business space. That does point to the fact that we are going to see more people work from home in the next couple of years. And so there's actually been so many people today talking about virtual work. What does it look like? And if you've been following us here in the Workaholic, we make it very clear that our mission is really to help professionals escape burnout and experience growth in their careers. And I think that virtual work, understanding virtual work is such a crucial part of seeing more growth in your careers because if we want to really excel and to to, uh, thrive in this new environment, we have to understand what virtual work looks like. But the fact is that, uh, you know, there's also this question that uh, we also need to answer. And the question goes something like this. Will all jobs be virtual? And obviously, I don't think so because uh, you know there are some professions that cannot be done virtually. I mean, for one, we see that you know frontline jobs are still going to be very much face to face. I think for the foreseeable foreseeable future, anyways. You know, people in the medical field. Uh, you know, artificial intelligence has been pushing medicine for a while, but I think it's going to remain face to face. Maybe not you know purely anymore because uh, obviously doctors can you know, do some work at home. They can take care of the records and the transcribing and all of that. And uh, I'll get into a little bit later on and how uh, virtual work is actually changing that sphere as well. But there are still going to be jobs, of course, uh, especially frontline jobs that will 
need face-to-face interactions. And I'm also very active in, you know, church ministry. And I see that also as something that, uh, uh, that requires face-to-face, especially if you're talking about church community, you know, counseling people, meeting people in, in a church setup. Uh, I see the beauty of that. But really what virtual work does is it helps to supplement at this, at this juncture of, our, you know, of, of the times that we're in, at least supplement what we are currently doing. And so we see that many of the jobs that we are doing right now can be done virtually. And so really, the, the meat of the conversation that I want to have today is answering this question, what kinds of jobs then, what kind of work, if not the job, I mean the specific work that we do, because sometimes you can also have an instance where some of the things that you do in the workplace could be virtual, but some of them could uh, could be in the office. But what kind of work can we do virtually today? I'm going to enumerate some of the most common jobs that can be done virtually. Uh, not all of them, of course, because I'm sure that it's a long list, and we'll probably try to get you know a, a big uh, wiki at some point in some one of our channels here in Workaholic. But I'll enumerate some of the most uh, common ones. The first kind of work is administrative work. And that includes any work that can involve data entry or administrating, organizing, you know, schedules and calendars and email addresses. These are jobs basically that uh, can be clerical in nature. And that's where we talk a little bit about, you know, when we discussed about the medical field earlier. There have been many people in the medical industry, hospitals and medical centers, who have been outsourcing the clerical work, data entry, uh, updating uh, patient documents, and that's one good example of that. But it's not just limited actually to the medical field. We see this happen all across businesses, whether it's a small business or a large corporation. People have actually been uh, outsourcing anything that has to do with handling data, managing social media accounts, uh, e-commerce orders, and all of these things, essentially anything that has to do with repetitive tasks. And this is where we get, get the term virtual assistant, which loosely basically is someone who is a, an online secretary, an online administrative assistant. And that's actually such a wide, wide space to cover. We'll actually talk about it on another day separately. But administrative work is one opportunity for you to work virtually. Or if you are currently in a company and you're looking to shift to a virtual work setup, then your administrative work, many of the administrative jobs that you do, you can do it from home. The second kind of tasks or jobs that you can that you can shift virtually is project management. And this includes managing product launches, events coordination, and many other things. It's essentially, if you're launching something at an ad hoc or even at a recurring basis, you can actually do it from home, and that include and that involves understanding you know, tools for task and project management like Notion, Trello, Asana, which will be a topic for next week. So project management now you don't really have to be in the same space in order to manage people who are involved in the project. You can do it online. You can communicate it uh, with each other remotely, and it it it's really something that uh, that we're able to do now because of technology. And so project management can be done virtually now. So that's the second one. So first is administrative work. Second is project management. Next is customer service. And this is something that's not new because we've been seeing this a lot in the BPO industry. But even you know business pro- process outsourcing 
uh, medyo nabulol ako doon, business process outsourcing, uh, companies right now are starting to realize that you don't have to have an actual space, an office, in order to run a customer service team. Now, it's ideal, of course, because of internet issues and management and training and all of that. But you can actually have work-from-home setups. I currently lead a team of, uh, of people in an e-commerce company. And all of our customer service staff, they're all virtual. Whether they're answering emails, answering calls, answering Facebook messages, it's all virtual. And so if you're a customer service person, if you have a customer service job, that can also be done virtually and remotely. If you're leading a customer service team, then it is possible to move that into a virtual space. The next one is education. And we see this most in the ESL uh, category or the ESL industry or English as second language industry, which is online tutoring for English language. And we see this even in you know e-learning. Uh, teachers are starting to realize that you can teach lessons online, you can tutor students online. Of course, it's not ideal, especially for younger students. But even in you know not the informal education, like with soft skills, company trainings, uh, it's all moving actually, not all, but much of it, so much of it is actually moving to webinars. Many of you know that I work with Chinkitan, a wealth coach speaker. And from the beginning of the pandemic, he's never done uh, a face-to-face training. So we're seeing education move to virtual setups right now. Again, not all of it, but a very big chunk of it is starting to move online. And some of them are actually moving to on-demand. And we see online courses being created, people writing ebooks, and all of these educational materials that can help you to learn from a distance. The next one is marketing and sales, which will include anything from digital marketing, content marketing, advertising, you know, especially with with uh, with social media ads and all of that and even offline offline marketing can be done uh, online especially the ideation part coming up with the concepts, managing the campaigns and I think this kind of overlaps with project management a bit, you know, project managing the release of these campaigns. It can all be done virtually and we've we saw that start a few years ago. And it's going to continue to grow more and more. So if you're in the marketing and sales space, it's likely that we're going to see this as a, as a normal thing. That more people will be working from home. Uh, they will actually become digital nomads if they want to. Or even at the very least have a hybrid, hybrid work setup. The next work that can be done online is technical jobs that have to do with digital or technology. So this will include developers, SEO, strategists, and a big line of people who do technical work, which can be done remotely. And so if you're someone who is a programmer or if you're a web developer or if you're someone who does uh, search engine optimization, keyword research, and all of that, that can all be done remotely today. And so if you have an office, then I think you're paying rent for nothing, uh, I realized today, because it can all be done online. I mean, the tools are online. The output is online Many of the outputs are online. And so it only makes sense that we start moving that also into virtual work setups today. And lastly, and at least for this list, I'm sure there's many more which we'll tackle in the future as we talk about the future of work. But the last category that I believe will grow more, even more so this 2022 in the next couple of years is creative work. And this will include graphic design, which is top on the list. 
also writing, content writing, which is in super duper high demand right now. Um, I'm part of a bunch of Facebook groups and communities. And I always see hiring, hiring people hiring for for not just article writing, but even writing scripts, writing ebooks. There's just such a big demand for written content today because all content starts with that. Eh? I mean, not all, but most of it anyways. Like infographics start with written content. Videos start with written content. You have to write the scripts. Uh, even our well, blogs, of course, they are written content. Uh, video courses, online courses starts with written content. And so there's a very big demand right now for content writing, creative content writing. And of course, on the visual side, you have with the rise of not just Photoshop anymore, but you have tools like Canva, which makes it easy to learn the technical side of, of uh, creative design. I won't really spend so much time on the, on the artistic side, which I think takes more time to develop. But it's also something that is innate in people who are great with the visual arts. Like if you like to draw, if, you, uh, if you're great at coming up with you know, visual concepts, then I think this is a great avenue for you. And if you're in this sphere, if you're a graphic designer, if you're a writer, then this can this this uh this this category or this this kind of work can all be done virtually. And there's a bunch of tools out there. I mentioned Canva and Photoshop for the for the visual graphic side. Uh, for the writing side, of course, you have tools like Google Docs, Grammarly. They're all uh, based. Uh, on cloud technology, which I'll discuss more in the second week of this series, and that will be next week, on why virtual work is the future. And yeah, so I think I think those are the the most common kinds of jobs that people are doing virtually today. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot more out there which uh, will probably start to discover more and more as we as we traverse into this digital age that we are in today. But I want to leave you with this thought that that the world is changing. The world is changing super fast. Work is no longer what it was before. But my friends, this is nothing new. I mean, some people are scared of the idea of change because nako grabe, I mean, uh, this is this is really something that I know that will revolutionize things and things won't ever be the same again and that scares people. Change is scary. Don't get me wrong. It can be scary when things change, but change happens all the time. Eh? I mean, if you look at it before, the uh, at least now, no. I mean, at least the the kind of work that people are familiar with, the office and all of this, this wasn't the case fifty years ago. Fifty years ago, we didn't have the kind of office spaces that we have today. And so, if you see people shifting towards hybrid and virtual work, it's that's that's the course of things, and we're, we're, it's it's going to happen whether we like it or not. We can't fight it. It's going to continue to happen. More companies, again, are starting to decide that we're going to take on a hybrid or a fully virtual work setup. And so if you're, uh, if you're an employee, employee here today or if you, if you rely on work or even if you own the business and if you don't uh, make those changes to adapt to these times, it's very likely that we're probably... I, I don't want to say get left behind. It's, it's not at that level. I think some people... Blow it out of proportion, man. But it's going to be very hard for you. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one example. If you want to work with a supplier, many of the suppliers, many of the companies right now, they're starting to look into virtual work. 
And so if a supplier, if you set a meeting with a supplier and you say, oh, can we get you as a supplier for, let's say, uh, delivery and logistics? And I've worked with a lot of delivery and logistics companies today uh, who are based in Manila. Their, their main offices in Manila. And I'm meeting them online. They know how to use Zoom. They even have their own paid Zoom accounts. They have amazing, They ha- some of them even have amazing setups already. And if you're an employee here and don't know how to use Zoom, parang, nako grabe. Uh, hindi kasi ako marunong mag-zoom. It's gonna be really hard for you to operate at the level that you want to. And so we have to really embrace this concept of virtual work. And it's gonna happen more. And so we, sh- we, we should ask ourselves the question, the things I'm doing today, how much of it can I move to a virtual setting? And there's so many benefits to that. There's uh, more flexibility, more time, which we talked about in the last episode. You have more time now because you're not commuting back and forth to work. It saves you an hour or two every day. And all of those benefits come because we are finding better ways to do things. And that's the essence of virtual work. We're not just doing virtual work just because it's in or kasi uso siya. No, it's not that. We're doing it because it does bring so much benefits. And so with that, I wanted to leave you with that thought. I'm sure that there's so much more to talk about in this concept of virtual work being the future. And so I hope that you stay tuned. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't yet. If you're listening to this on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, please do subscribe. Uh, I also just learned um, today that my Spotify actually has a star rating um, you know, system already. Uh, it's finally up on my end. Uh, so if you want to, if you love the content here, we would really appreciate if you could leave uh, a rating. Uh, I won't force you to put a five star. That's up to you. If you think it's a one-star rating, that's that's completely fine with me. It's it's a it's a sign for me that I need to improve some things. And you know, just feel free to leave those comments as well. No hard feelings. With that, thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you next week here in Workaholic. Bye.